Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike, we got Max, we got Shane, and we got all three of us together in a room Let's in go. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Woo. Maxie's back for tour. Shaney's just in my presence, as he always heavily is. Heavily medicated. <laughs> heavily medicated. <laughs> they cruising. doubled my dose. Really? <laughs> they, actually? they double. Well, yeah. How are you feeling? You had a different got energy. about you today when I saw you in the hallway. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I guess. I feel good. Good hair flow, too. Are you growing it? No, I'm trying to get a cut. Mm. It's hard to get into a barber. Yeah. So, yeah. How's your productivity going? Good. Mainly book productivity, I want to Oh, so you're reading more books? I'm reading like a book a week. Come on, really? I read a hundred page script in a train ride. Normally, that would take me a week. Jeez. Maybe a month. Oh, my God. Okay. Any side effects? Because that sounds good. Um, Well, this is used to treat narcolepsy also. So, my sleep was shit anyway, but I was in a good cycle where I didn't need to take- (sighs) Uh, melatonin to go to sleep but now i'm back on the melatonin to go to sleep so oh it's keeping you up a bit a little bit it's a little Uh bit harder to sleep but besides that i'm i'm sending way more emails a day like wow maybe like quadruple my email output and i hate sending emails i hate reading emails I'm just like firing them off. It's now. all spam. I am the Prince of Nigeria. <laughs> I have a great business opportunity. Because <laughs> no, I did, I did get an email like that seems like a scam yeah. where I got invited to, for an evening to hang with Nicole Kidman, which, <laughs> which seems like a scam. And it, yeah, it's, it's like, sent by Keith Urban. It's like Omega would like to invite you to an evening with Nicole Kidman. I'm wow. Like, What's Omega? That sounds like a scam thing. Apparently it's a high value watch similar to a Rolex. Some people like them better than Rolexes, but I've been invited to this New York city thing to hang out with Nicole wow. Kidman. Like George you Clooney might be 5, there. 5,000 of her friends. No, it's like 200 people. Wow. It's, 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 I saw the thing you did with Will Forte. Uh-huh. And, uh, One of those. It looked like a, it's like a gala. Like, mm. like you guessed at a gala? How did you get in? Was this it's because just, of the uh, success I, of the dessert? Right? Or was it? I, I think it's a mistake. 
Oh. So I think, and I think I know why, mm. but we're going to plead ignorance and go. That is awesome. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, Unzi, to our buddy, my Unzi, Unsworth, told us the, the funniest story about him getting into university. Did they ever tell you the story? I think you've told no. us on the pot. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Well, let's go. I've forgotten Quickly, it. basically, he had, he didn't have the grades to get into UBC. You think you need like an 85 to get in. His mark yeah. was like a 65 or something like that. But he got an early acceptance. And oh. he's like, how did I get early acceptance into UBC? This is a dream. So he calls in and he realized that they've uh, sent the acceptance letter to the wrong person. So uh, he he fesses up because he's like, as sooner or later, the charade will be up. But I should mm-hmm. just be honest. And then the person on the other line of the phone, this is like pre-email, I think, or something. Because this is like 2001, 2002. Uh, that, I think that. That's not pre-email, out. but yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, the guy's like, I've never heard of this situation before. Let me pass you to my superior. And then the superior's like, I don't know what to do. But let me pass you. It, the call keeps going higher and higher until he talks to the dean like two hours later yeah. on the phone. <laughs> and the funny. dean's like, well, I guess if we. Told you you can come. You can come. <laughs> it's so weird. That's the best. And, and then he's like, "I promise I'll do good." And then he was there for he, he was there for like three years. Uh, okay. Speaking of celebs, yeah. I hung out a couple celebs this weekend. Will Forte. Well, yeah. So we were Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, we were invited. Weird Al. Ted Danson. Did you see the Weird Al thing? I don't care as much about Weird Al. Really? Not that he's what not about huge. Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen. I think Will Forte and uh, Ted Lasso are way bigger. I, yeah. I think Weird Al is an icon. To many people, I think was he Weird, big Weird Al's the up, most though? famous guy in that room. That's interesting. More than Ted Danson, power yeah, rankings. I do think so. Mm-hmm. So I think if, he means more to more people. But to you, does Weird Al mean a lot? No, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, but I and I'm very influenced by this great uh, piece in New York Times that was basically talked about Weird Al and his career and what he means to people and his. Anyway, I I, I really buy into the idea that Weird Al touched people in a good way. Uh, uh, <laughs> over the last 30, 40 years in a way that like has reached more people than SNL comedians. Okay. But no, Jason Sudeikis is the most famous guy in that room. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Lasso is huge, but weird Al. So no, but I think weird Al's a fan more like Sudeikis right now. Yeah. In popular culture, but there's a lot of people who didn't watch Ted Lasso. Like the big comedy doesn't reach the same amount of people as it did 20 years ago. Yes. But Michael Jackson says, beat it. Weird Al says, eat it. Yeah. Right. So that's not as impressive as making a show like Ted Lasso. We're not even talking, we're just talking about recognition, yeah. like name Fame. brand face. Like if you were to like put up Sudeikis face versus. Okay. Well, in that case, face. Carrot Top's the most famous person because Carrot Top is so recognizable. His look, everything about him, he'd probably be more recognizable than Will Forte, but it's, he's not as famous. It seems like you're diminishing a bit of like what Weird Al does too with this parody songs and like being a pioneer of the genre in the 80s. If and becoming I can do like it. Gold records. I'm not as impressed if I can do it. But you can only do it because you you weird out. He, he paves the way. The path. You can see it and emulate it. He's a guy that sort of created a genre and like this whole yeah. thing that people have been doing for forty years because of what he did. He became famous for parody mm-hmm. songs with clever lyrics. That spoke they're to people. Not that, Mike, they're you really can do clever. This they easily. are really clever. They are, and I think they speak to people. Like I think the proof is in the pudding. And I think yeah, we can do them now. Yo, try to write uh, Amish Paradise, bro. Like that shit is unreal. White and nerdy is pretty good too. Yeah. Mike, you don't think you could write white and nerdy? I think I could. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Could you write Amish Paradise though? I haven't listened to it in a while. All you do, you take Gangster's Paradise and <laughs> no, you replace I, yeah. it with a As different I walk word. Through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an yeah. Amish like me. You know, I shine fancy things like electricity. At four thirty <laughs> in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah wow. feeds a chicken and Jacob plows. Anyway, I can see. So you love Weird Al? I didn't know that. We listened to Weird Al in our family car. Yeah. 
over and over again. It was actually the first big concert I ever went to. 1999 Air Canada Center. He that played a half ex- ball. Yeah. That okay. experience is very My common. My kids love Weird Al This right is what now. I'm saying. And, and that's now in 2023. Your kids love Weird Al? They, they're huh. obsessed. That's So I think that's they're really... three and five, though, you know. But think about all the three and five-year-olds of the last 40 years. That's a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he's the most famous guy in that room. Man. Well, I'm not saying I don't respect him. I'm just saying what he does... I feel like okay, who I do you respect do the most in the, in the people in that room. Then I respect the most Will Forte. Will Forte. Nice. Yes. Will Cause I awesome. have him on a pedestal. Will was so funny. He was great. Then Sudeikis. And then, uh, who else? There was someone else. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Mary Steenburgen were in there. Yeah. They're, they're legends, but I don't have them on a huge pedestal. Because Cheers wasn't in my air. Who was there that we didn't see on your Instagram? Well, I'll get there in a second. Okay, okay yeah, give us the whole setup. All right, no, no, well, start from the start, Okay, Max. so basically, uh, Olivia Forte, Will's wife, uh, is on the board of the Boys and Girls Club of Santa Monica, Los Angeles. They have this big gala dinner. So our, not that this is that important, but our LA show was supposed to be on Sunday. Our tour bus broke down before we could make the final show. So I had press to do anyway in LA. So we sent the entire band and crew home. Our gear had to be shipped to Edmonton because we have to do a thing in Edmonton next weekend. And Ash and I just went down because we're like, we have a thing at Live Nation. We have a bunch of meetings that we could go to. Ash, who's in the room, were you excited to go to LA or were you like, I kind of want to go home with the rest of the band. It's been a long tour. It was fun either way because you had we already had the plan. So it's like whether you're tearing how how many things do you tear down? How many things? Like we're already geared up to be doing a bunch of stuff, and we were looking forward to a lot of it too. So you didn't want to go home like with you wanted to stay in LA or go to LA. Yeah, I mean it was two more days until gotcha. you get home. So gotcha. it's total- did you contemplate Max at any point like leaving with the group? Were you like, nope, I'm excited no, to go to I LA? Mean, it's a different kinds of work, and we were like this, you know, twelve headed army for the previous month yeah so the idea of just doing something just with ash and being in sunny california as opposed to the rainy pacific northwest i was like oh this would just be a different thing it'll be a nice way to sort of end the end the run and i think what happened was if um tim our buddy tim mcauliffe and jess go to this event every year yeah and they couldn't make it they had to they had some something to do on the <laughs> east coast so i think we were the fill-ins so hey. which was great so, did you initially think the ask was for you to play at the gala no no Olivia, we just know that she's will involved in this organization i would love to <laughs> well you clearly know the lyrics don't get me wrong Paradise. there was a period of time when i was like are they gonna need my help are they gonna need of my course, help and then yeah. i started and then i had these like visions of like doing dancing in the dark and leading the entire room or something but that never did happened. you actually have that fantasy i, I have it's weird nice fantasies to know all that even at your level of success you still have those delusional fantasies. Of course. I think every guy like me has delusional fantasies in any room he walks into. Like, just like, <laughs> like if things break the right way, like if I, if I have to be asked to do something, yeah. oh, cause yeah. it's like, well, that's yeah. with a listers. And, 100%. and Weird Al, who's like an A plus lister. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't, but I didn't even know Weird Al was going to be there. I didn't even know what <laughs> they were. Yeah. yeah, I didn't understand exactly what the context of like the performance part of this gala dinner would be. Uh, but then, yeah, then Ash came back to the table at one point during the dinner. Like, I'm pretty sure I just saw Weird Al in the bathroom. Like, what's going on? Oh, oh man. He is weird. How weird is this? But it's man? actually kind of more exciting. I went to the bathroom and I texted you, Weird Al's in the bathroom, and you go back, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now so, you love to be clear they had like men women it, it was sort of like a room and then other oh rooms. got you yes. yeah and he you don't miss him did he nod mm-hmm. at you did he like did he acknowledge like well there's he... a restaurant connected to the church where the gal is happening and you can't miss weird al so i thought if he's he clearly if he was a part of this we'd know so he must just mm-hmm. be eating dinner oh so he's we not didn't he, know he, he wasn't billed is he uh is he tall because that was my that was my speculation when the daniel radcliffe movie came out that it's like he felt too short to play weird al 
He was very tall and like kind of like hunched over. Like yeah. he was like too tall for the room. Is he taller than Max? Bit. Yeah, because he seemed to be about the same size as Sudeikis and Forte and I'm probably around their size. Gotcha. So um, it was cool. There was a former NFL star, Andrew Whitmore, who's being honored for like a lifetime achievement with the Boys and Girls Club or the man of the year, person of the year, because he used to be a kid at the Boys and Girls Club and he gave an amazing speech. Like usually athletes are kind of shitty at speaking this guy's speech was like are you the president of the united states like really really good and um future in the talking circuit yeah honestly sort of, yeah, yeah he's very inspiring so in the cocktail reception area before we went in to sit down um olivia kind of grabs me she's kind of bopping around the room talking to everybody she's oh hey i want to introduce my friend go talk to them talk to this guy he's uh, also canadian so I, so I'd seen this couple and they kind of look like from across the room, they, they sort of look like somebody like they, you know, how this is like, oh, you look just kind of famous or something. But so I'm like, Oh, you're Canadian. Where, where are you from? He's like, Toronto. I'm like, Oh, cool. Me too. Like, he's like, really? I was like, yeah, right downtown college. Just, but I grew up right there. Where do you grow up? New York Mills and baby. I'm like, Oh, that's where my mom grew up. What high school? New York Mills collegiate. I'm like my mom went to New York Mills collegiate. What do you do? He goes fitness. I'm like, Oh, cool. Like fitness stuff. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, what about you? And then I, I point to his wife. She's like, I'm from Vancouver. I'm like, I was just in Vancouver. We just had this, like this, this, we were there for some stuff. And then I was like, what part of Vancouver are you from? And she goes, are you human? I'm a human. <laughs> and she goes, point gray. I was like, I was just in point gray. Jew. <laughs> you said that? Yeah. Really? She goes, yeah. And then I'm like, do you know Seth Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg? They're they're point grade Jews. She's like, I do. I was like, do you know Nathan Fielder? She's like, I carpooled with him in high school. I was wow. like, I was like, Jesse Crookshank. She's like, yeah, of course. I was like, because for our listeners, Jesse Crookshank, Nathan Fielder, Seth and Evan all went to the same high school and we're all in the same improv team, which is utterly insane. She's like, yeah, I know all of them. I was like, oh, I was at a fundraising benefit at a Jewish guy's house in Point Grey two days ago for this fundraiser thing that I was doing, that the band was helping out with. Do you know Dave Barnett? She's like, I know Dave Barnett's brother or sister or something like that. I was like, this is crazy. This and is then, a hell of a conversation you're having with yeah. these people. And then they're I, mostly quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I go, so then I go back to the guy. I'm like, what do you do again? What, what do you do? He goes, fitness. I was like, Oh yes, yes, yes. Fitness. Okay. <laughs> I'm in a band fitness. Cool. Anyway, and then and then <laughs> was it someone? Was it like Richard Simmons? Well, was then, it? no. Then, yeah, is there well, like then a... basically, I'm like, okay. And then they're like, okay, we have to go. Uh, and then they just kind of walk and stand like five feet over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, did they not like you? Is that well, the... then, and then anyway, so I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I'm walking away. Ash is dying. She's, <laughs> she, she's like the whole time. I know exactly who this is. This is a very famous person. And and it's funny. I pulled people and like. Probably 60, 40 if people like know this famous, this famous okay. person. She's like, it's like saying like to Dr. Oz, like, what do you do again? Doctor. Oh, yeah, what's your name again? Oz. Uh, like you kept on asking what he does and he kept on saying fitness. <laughs> we need to I'm know. Trying this. To think you, yeah. Can you give us okay, a hand? So basically, yeah, yeah. so basically um, it's is Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, very so that was my first yeah. guess. But <laughs> that, uh, no, and maybe you don't know him, but also there's a very good chance you don't know, but there's a celebrity trainer who is known to reform bodies of the stars most recently, if you were to Google his name, uh, he has to disassociate himself from Kanye West for anti-Semitic stuff. Mm -hmm. But he was also like a correspondent on Oprah. He had uh, his own like signature diet, the five factor diet. Did hmm. that ring a bell? Is I'm this guy taller, like six, three ish? No. Okay. Okay. Maybe you don't know him, but no, anyway, say his name. Harley Pasternak. Do you know this guy? I don't. I have no idea. So interesting. 
So like I I I, I quiz like other friends. Like well, Frookman knows him. Hmm. And uh he's a, oh, a rip guy dude. though. He's like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's a gym dude. Uh, but anyway, and then he ended up sitting at our table. <laughs> and did did, you, did he warm up? You know what? It turned out that he had food poisoning. Oh mm. yeah. Jeez. But uh and by the way, yeah, he 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 was very friendly. It was more just uh, point of the story is me just being a, an idiot. How'd you it. find out he had food poisoning? Well, what happened was everybody at our table who knew who he was was like, it's kind of, is he going to eat the bread? Is he going to eat the bread? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Watching like, what he consumes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he didn't really eat anything and then he had to leave. And then it turned out they did food poisoning. Uh. Is my favorite part? Um, on the point gray tip with Seth Rogen, you were implying via that he maybe could have met Seth Rogen. So you were like, oh, any chance like, sort of motioning like through your wife you reshaped seth rogan's body and he was like i did <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i was like yeah what any chance you've ever worked with seth rogan when he did the superhero movie reshaped his body he's like i did do that i was wow. like oh my god that's my wow. work he shouldn't call him, he shouldn't say he's in fitness he should say he's in sculpting yeah yeah that'd be cool he's um, an artist uh, that's really funny. I, I do love those interactions or hearing about those interactions, even uh, though even just in the retelling, I was, I was shrinking a bit as I was. I little. think that's the sweet spot where you want to be. Cause you want to, cause I feel like with famous people, they get treated with such, you know, like reverence, reverence. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, and I think it's more fun to treat them all like you don't know who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, you're coming by genuinely too. Yeah. That's the thing. Would you ever do that if you knew who they were? Like as a strategy. Oh, good. Good question. I, uh, maybe I will start to do that mm-hmm. now. That's yeah. maybe the, the thing. Act, act you should a- join Shane at the Nicole Kidman gala. Yeah. Oh my Sorry, God. who are you? What's that, what's are you that accent this? from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you control the guest list? Are you a friend of Shane's? Yeah. Do you work here? <laughs> do you work here? So then, okay. So then we're leaving the event and Sudeikis is there and he's waiting for like a car or something like that. And I was thinking- Solo? What was he there on his own? He was there on his own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and just wondering I, if maybe he's found love again. No, right? no. He was there just with maybe the bodyguard or something by himself. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and he. So then I'm like, I want to say something to him. I want to say something to him. So then I was like, I got it. Um, so I go up to him because we're leaving. I'm like, hey, I'm a friend of Will's. Uh, and also, I just want to say that I'm also a friend of Nick Nurse. Because uh, Sudeikis is a big basketball and guy. Yeah. Are they both from Iowa? No, no Kansas, no, Iowa. That's okay. They're the same part of the country-ish. But, but, but Nick has told me that he loves Ted Lasso so much because it reminds him of, of his own story going to England and coaching basketball, fish out of water, just like being a Midwesterner a in, good in the UK. Yeah. And he kind of lit up. He's like, oh, that's really cool. I was like, yeah, uh, you know. Um, Did that, he know who Nick Nurse was? Yeah, like? I know he's an NBA guy. Like, yeah, he, he knew. played in the sled game and stuff. Yeah, no, he, he definitely knew, and he was very very friendly. So I was I was proud of myself for that. That's a good that interaction. Quick ra- yeah. So then the next day, Ash and I, there's a part of LA, kind of middle of the city, um, called Larchmont Village, and it's just this, like one kind of strip. It kind of reminds me of, like Bloor Street West, sort of like if you were to go to like the Annex sort of thing. There's this one ice cream place in the in the middle of the of the kind of Mm -hmm. the stretch that we like to go to. So the Uber, instead of dropping us off right in front of the ice cream thing, I was like, no, drop us off at the bottom of the street because I just want to walk to the Larchmont Walk just because it's like uh, kind of, it's just a nice stroll in here and Uber so much in LA. So we get out. And, and then, then you make Ash carry you. <laughs> you she would do it. Um, it's like a little baby Max. <laughs> take me. Uh, take me to ice cream. Ice cream. Um, and um, and it, I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Probably 50 yards ahead of me. I go, that's Bill Simmons. No way. Mm. And then, okay. and then Ash goes, 
Ash goes, doesn't that be crazy? I'm like, no, it is. It is. And my friend Ryan Spraker, who's a Boston guy, who's Arkell's producer, he has told me, I always see Simmons walking around Larchmont. So then we're pulling up. We're getting close. Is this like, keep in mind, this is now like Sunday afternoon. And I'm like, it's fucking Bill Simmons. Fucking Bill. And keep in mind, for solo? Our listeners, he's solo by himself. Got you. And I've spent more time listening to the voice of Bill Simmons yeah. than maybe anyone else's voice in my life. Like my, probably outside of Ash. Like I spent yeah, like going back to like 2006, maybe or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, How listen, much have we consumed Bill Simmons? And we still talk about Bill Simmons. Yeah. And also Ash listens to all the ringer stuff that the, the Simmons, movie ones, the rewatchables. Like we're, t- we're texting about Bill Simmons. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of crazy of all the celebrities we've mentioned on this podcast already. He might be number one for me. Like in terms of just wow. like the impact in my life. Bigger than Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, bigger than wow. yeah. But they both play a mean uh, accordion. So, <laughs> Simmons, yeah. so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Simmons, uh, okay, he pulls up. He's drinking Weird Al, right? That joke. <laughs> Go on. He's drinking this like large iced coffee thing, and he's got his wired in iPod headphones, like mm-hmm. like the old school ones. He's not wearing AirPods. He's got his hat sort of like dangling off his head. Who was he wearing a hat? Was like a floppy dad hat? Yeah, floppy dad hat. And he's wearing sort of like a very like mint green t-shirt. And I just go, Bill, uh, big, big fan. And then he just kind of stops and he stares at me. I'm like, she's, and I'm like, she's too. She, she, she likes you too. And he's like, oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm Bill. Uh, good to, good to meet you. And I'm like, Max, good, good to meet you. And I'm just sort of, I'm like, so the one guy that probably would have a chat in this moment on was the street, so, you freeze. I fucking froze. And then, and then he was like, okay, well, uh, no a, Nick Nurse story, nothing. jamming in a famous band. He should have got a photo. I, oh my and then goodness. He, and then he put his headphones and turned around and then I was like, photo, Bill. And okay. then he just kept walking. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get the photo. <laughs> didn't oh, get the sure. photo. So I, I was like, and then I was just kicking myself because there could have been so many natural ends, and I'm the best at that. Oh, that's my one podcast. He has a podcast network. Okay, what do you say? Like when you run how it should have gone, what do you say to him? I would have said, "Hey, I'm in a band, but I'm a friend of Nick Nurse. (laughs) He's using Nick for everything. Well, Nick, he's a sports guy. Yeah, Bill's the sports guy. (laughs) So that's his nickname. That was the end. I know. And he would have seen the clip of Nick jamming, and they all made fun of the guitar." On the the pod, and I've emailed Sean Fantasy about uh, other shit. Who's obviously is like second in command there, etc. Haji. So they've talked about Max bringing Nick Nurse on stage to play guitar. No, Nick. Nick during the playoffs would get off the plane holding a guitar. Oh, okay. That photo had been talked about in wider NBA circles. Anyway, I just totally froze. I'm just kicking myself, but it was so cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Is there anybody like that for you guys that you're like, okay, this isn't necessarily like an obvious. Well, here's the thing. Uh I Simmons, I've listened to a bunch, but I don't like revere him in a way that's like. Like if I saw him on the street, he's just another, he's like a media guy. Like what he's done is remarkable, but it feels very plausible. Like, you know what I mean? Things break the right way. He's just a content creator that spoke on a podcast. He built that into sort of this empire, blah, blah. What he's done is very sort of um, uh, remarkable, obviously. But I wouldn't see him and think he's any different than like running into certain execs at Bell or yeah, other places. Interesting. If, But if it was like someone like Paul McCartney or like someone, you know, you mentioned earlier, Will Forte, who you respect, like interesting weird comedy stuff that feels sort of like oh wow like how do they think of that how do they do that i know how bill simmons does his trick so it'd just be like oh there's like a really rich guy Mm -hmm. that built a company with his sports opinions and i think that's awesome and i respect the hell out of him Mm -hmm. but i don't think he's like he's not unique in a way where it's like he's a guy i could get a beer with and have dinner Mm -hmm. with and not be intimidated yeah does that make sense no totally it's like if it's paul mccartney or some like song like writer or amazing director or someone that wrote some script that i'm just like 
Jesus, like you're like what you're doing feels very unique and mm-hmm. risky or like weird or like not any not everyone would have thought to do it. Yeah. I think he just sort of like became very successful based on like a like a format that had existed and he sort of, you know, he is a pioneer too, obviously. The sports yeah, he's guy a pioneer, time with and place the, yeah, with the internet and becoming getting his, you know, ESPN thing. But anyway, so I don't so Bill's not that way for me, but I get that the the for you it's like he's in my ears all the time and you know, there's that guy. I also think that with Simmons, the it's so funny because you're right. He doesn't have this mystical quality that a lot of artists that we revere have. Watch yourself. Sorry. <laughs> that was mystical? That yeah. was good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a Bill Simmons impression? I, was, I, was, uh, I can you still give me a little chuckle not knowing what the hell he's talking about. Like there's times in the dynamic between Russillo and Simmons where Russillo will kind of like subtly. Oh, 100%. Because Bill, you know, Bill's a little older and he's just like, he's the boss. Yeah. And so it's kind of like. Yeah, he just has that boss exec energy to me more so than like, yeah, anyway. No, you're, you're, you know totally, no, you're totally right. Um, but I do think there the what what he's sort of been able to parlay one thing to another is is remarkable. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And and he's done it with the same spirit of the thing that I like in our friend group where he just is only kind of doing stuff with his friends. Yes. He's making stuff. He's sort of fearless. But don't people think he's an asshole? Uh, I'm sure some people think he's an oh, asshole. There's a couple hit pieces over the years. Yeah, I think anyone that's a boss that starts a big company like that is going to things are oh my god yeah i I, what was um have like detractors not to absolve because some of the you know allegations about opportunities for people and minorities like there's a really serious things and those are things in that there's like i think a times piece about it it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Actually, on that tip, I, I did you guys read the Hassan Minaj piece? From I did, couple? yeah. About how he's not truthful in his yeah. stories. And and actually, and you got me thinking because there was complaints made by some of his staff that he wasn't the most like, uh, you know, open-minded as a boss or he wasn't the most like encouraging. He kicked his mm-hmm. fact checkers he out of the room. He kicked his fact checkers yeah. out. Which is, by the way, also kind of like, 
sometimes if you got to be writing jokes, you don't want the wet blanket going, well, that's not actually yeah, true. Yeah, like I'm also like slowing the down the process. Yeah. yeah. Which I also kind of agree with, but basically to your point, if you could become big enough, you will have detractors. Do I have any detractors? I'm be, I'm becoming pretty big. We're starting a second pod <laughs> where we just talk about our <laughs> grievances. No, I, but, I but what is your take? Are on, you aware of any detractors? Uh, I don't know if I'd like to think I'm a benevolent. You're boss. not big unless you have detractors. You probably have a few. You never, if you're so big, you never hear of your detractors. You're not playing arenas without a few, you know, no, people there, there, that are I'm sure there's a, a few over there. Actually, though, speaking of that is, so we put out this Instagram story that about our song Life Is and when inspired the writing of it. And I saw that. Yeah. And part of the inspiration to for having me to pick up the guitar in the first place was this, um, this obituary that I read in the paper in the Globe and Mail back like two, not this past September, the one before. Do you read the obits like sort of just as a I never read the obits and I'm actually a, a, a terrified of the get obits. lyrics, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I usually hate the obits. So what led you to this obit? <laughs> this wasn't I don't hate the obits. I, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that, that, that's the name of this episode. Yeah. No, it, it was um, uh, it was in the proper part of the paper, not the obituary section. Somebody bought space, oh, it maybe? transcended it's, the obits. Well, it was written by Michael Ignatieff, who used to be the former Liberal Party leader, mm. about a young staffer who's my age who passed away of brain cancer. So that's oh, why geez. it was like more. So really, but it made me think of my own, my own mortality and what I want out of relationships. So I so in the swipe, I posted a little thing uh, of the article. I got like the digital copy and I made it part of the piece that I put together. One thing that led to another and Justin Trudeau just shared it. Shared your thing? Yeah, because uh -oh. he was a liberal staffer. Your story. Oh no. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you didn't have it. detractors before. Yeah, and then of course, like inevitably, there's like people that are just like, anytime you're attached to a Trudeau tweet, people are like, well, why didn't you do yeah. this about this? Well, you shot all those vaccines up your ass. <laughs> then you do this. <laughs> this is a double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> that buffalo story is still the best. Oh my goodness. Um, but anyway, back to Hassan Minaj. Yeah. So I, I, I'm really curious to know what you guys think about this because mm -hmm. uh, do you want to explain to the listeners what the, if you can recall what the issue was? Yeah, sure. There was a big piece. Was it that the yeah, Times? New I don't know. York, or was it GQ? I don't know who did it. It was an ex. It was, it was New like, Yorker. Yeah, it was, a, it was a feature piece where like a writer had spent time with with him and 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 asked him directly about certain pieces from his stand up special uh, and specials. Um, so basically he's a stand-up comedian and he tell he used, he shares anecdotes. And one of them is about how, he, you know, after doing, um, what was his show on Netflix? It was like a political show. I just can't remember what the name of it was, but anyway, uh, he has a story about how, uh, he got sent anthrax to his home or what he thought was anthrax and his five-year-old daughter opened it and the white powder went everywhere. So it was sort of an example of, you know, the hate he got or the danger they're in for using, sharing his opinions. Uh, that story is not true, but he used it to great effect. He it's an emotional an, truth. It's an emotional truth, which is the way you had it. There was like a bunch of things that just weren't uh, a true. And I guess the worst was, one being about the woman. The ex-girlfriend. Yes. There was like a girl he was dating, I guess, or had a crush on. was a friend in high school. And he asked her to go to the prom. And then he showed up at the house uh, with the corsage or whatever. And then he wasn't, a, she didn't go to the prom with him because the dad didn't want her going with the brown guy. And then when he saw the photo, or then she ended up marrying a brown guy, I guess, was the, this is the way he describes the story. Mm -hmm. They talked to the ex-girlfriend, she's like, one, that's not true. My dad absolutely like never said that. That's like not true. And I guess they said that he had also, before he had performed the special, invited her and her husband out. And she was like, at first I thought it was like a, oh, a nice kind of like reconnected. But now she thinks he just wanted to embarrass us that night in the room because he uses her photo. A photo of them. These are the allegations within the story. And when confronted with them, San said, um, 
uh, like Max said, these uh, stand-up comedians' job isn't to maybe tell these are emotional truths. I'm getting to the emotional truth of how I perceive them or felt, and so yeah, they're not factually true, but but it led to a larger That's conversation. That's a great way to get out of a kind of a debate with your wife or something. It's an emotional <laughs> it's truth. An emotional <laughs> truth. It's like, why were you drinking till four in the morning? It was yeah. my emotional truth. Uh, yeah, why are you being so emotional about my truth? Anyway, so I think that. Yeah. So, and then it led to like Whoopi Goldberg on The View, who is a, a stand up comedian or former stand up comedian. She defended uh, his right or any stand up's right to sort of embellish stories or I guess even make them. Well, that's stand up 101. Every single stand up comedian in the history of stand up does this exact same thing. So, how do we feel then about it? Yeah. Like, what are the rules here? Because, because I think if he wasn't talking about political things and he, and if he didn't come off as sort of sanctimonious and moralistic as he does, which is sort of his role as like the TV on air personality, then I don't think anybody would care. Like lots of comedians just make up random ass stories that are just funny, but because it's all sort of couched in politics and, and like these and and racism and the American experience, like there seems to be some expectation that, that it is true. Like that, it that there's no, fabrication involved is that like the, is that the issue yeah i think that's why people find it so like for him in particular it's kind of like well, he oh, made this woman different. look bad mm-hmm. and this woman was getting bullied online so that's crossing it like you have to bring fictional people into your fake story you can't bring bring a real person make them look bad and have them be attacked online yeah and then there's something icky about like to your point like you know the story of someone sending anthrax to his home and his young daughter opening it in the powder going over like that story like is it meant to manipulate is it meant to get like emotional heft is he maybe relating a story he read somewhere so like it does have an emotional truth to him like i can't speak to those things but i, I think, think that's what he's doing he's just combining yeah like, the worst experiences from some people that are you know muslims in america and making them all his and own story putting it through his yeah. prism yeah and so again to your point though like i think all of his political sort of like because his comedy is meant to be i don't know if the word sanctimonious or political or to make you think or to make you feel it starts to feel like manipulative but that being said like any stand-up yeah. is designed that way you know there was that one comedian who said he was in the worked in the towers when the night during mm, 9-11 the guy from the league so yeah, that would he wasn't doing it in a comedic bit. He just flat out lied about that. But I think if you were doing a comedy bit in with that premise, that would be crossing the line. It's a tricky thing uh-huh. to, to to know, but I think you know it. You yeah, know if you're I mean? capitalizing on some sort of tragedy or something kind of sad. Or people's real lived in experiences yeah. and then present them as your own. And then I mean, ultimately he is profiting off these things. He sells out these arenas and he had the show on Netflix and it is what it is. I yeah, know. I feel the the other thing too is that. Yeah, she puts. So I think it's I think a white writer who this who wrote the piece, and th- and now he's not eligible for the Daily Show job. So basically, that show kind of made an announcement saying Hassan's not going to be filling in for what was it, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah's leaving. Yeah, yeah. And then you're kind of like, oh, that kind of sucks because Hassan's kind of good. Like he'd be a good replacement for that, but maybe you know. I never I mean? liked him. I never found him funny. Okay, yeah. But and not, I didn't like him because I didn't find him funny. But I found him very arrogant. Like I've listened yeah. to him on. Um, armchair expert and stuff and he 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 thinks he's very good looking and outwardly he will say that and that's always off-putting to me nothing's wrong with thinking you're good looking but if you say that out loud that's very annoying uh-huh that is and annoying it, and it doubly uh made me feel weird because he was saying dax was a six and then people always say i look like dax <laughs> so it felt like such an attack it's like you bastard <laughs> so yeah for that reason i do not like him <laughs> Do you still get Dax a lot? All the time. Yeah. Yeah, constantly. Really? 
all the time. Yeah. And anytime someone says, Oh, you know who you look like? It's, it's never not Dax. Wow. No, sometimes it's Zach Braff. Yeah. But same thing. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) That's really cool. So lying in comedy. Yes or no. (laughs) I think you could do it as long as you're doing it on stage and people in the audience are like, that's probably a made up story. Case by case basis. You show me the bit. I'll tell you if it's okay. Uh You know, when you see it, the anthrax seems crossing the line. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you know, using your own little kid to sort of, Uh anyway, speaking of little kids, Mm -hmm. uh, I went to a Raptors game with my five-year-old daughter, Winona. Mm. I love the story. It was, uh, it, we were at the art gallery. They were doing some in Hamilton and they were doing some things. So I was like, oh, I was like, when Roberta naps, I'll take her down. Dan's like, yeah, cool, cool. So me and Wayne go to the art gallery. Uh, they're doing like sort of like pumpkin sort of design. And you, oh, they had all these little records that were donated by um, a record store in Hamilton. I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, uh, and they were painting them. So you got to like paint the records, like kind of like, it was really Ooh. cool. Anyway, so we're doing that. Uh, we leave the gallery after like a couple hours and I was like, let's get some food. And she wanted to go to electric diner or whatever. And I'm like, oh, we're, that's back the other way. I'm like, we got to go back up the hill or whatever. She's like, I really want electric diner. I'm like, all right, there's one in Hess. We'll try that one. She's like, okay. So I'm like, or, you know, we could go to like Subway over there on diner. She's like, Subway. I'm like, fucking A, way cheaper. Let's just go to Subway. <laughs> so as we're pulling into Subway, I get a text from our mutual friend, Simon Jane. He's like, hey, he's like, are you in town? I'm like, I'm not. He's like, oh, I got an extra pair of the wraps tickets if you want a couple tickets. And I was like, oh, no chance. I'm like, I'm with Winona. Actually, hold on. I messaged Dan. I didn't want to call her because obviously wins in the card. I don't be like, can I bring one over to the game? I was like, Hey, this thing just happened. I'm literally right beside the highway to Toronto. Um, but I won't be back till probably like, I don't know, eight 39 or something like that. So it'll be past bedtime and we won't be home. We'll just get food in Toronto. She's like, yeah, go. That'd be like amazing. So me and win, we got on the road and I was like, do you want to go to the Raptors game? Do you want to get on the highway right now? And she was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, great. I'm like, uncle Greg's probably working. Well, like we'll have a good time. Anyway, this is just to get me to this thing where on the way out, we're driving, we're listening to Taylor Swift, her choice, not mine. Um, and not <laughs> You're that, so I, cool, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy Taylor Swift. The problem is that like, it's all that plays in the house right now. Like Better than kids music though, probably. Yeah, the Wiggles are pretty good, but I agree with you. Uh, Taylor is fantastic. I think she's amazing, but you can't play anything else. I'm like, hey, can we just like slide in like a little bit of like, I don't know, Beatles or something? It's like, nope. Um, so anyway, we're driving and she's in the back and I get a text. I'm in a little text group with our former uh, boss, like boss, boss, David Johnson. Great guy. Uh, and John Poplis is in this text group. We text mostly about Raptors, sometimes like, you know, comedy, whatever movies he's liked. But uh, because I'm driving, I play it on the speaker. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson never sent anything like with a swear word or anything like that. So I'm not worried about what the text is going to say with Winona. Yeah, he's an older guy. hundred so. percent. You know, he's fun, you know, but he's going to play it clean in text for sure. So I start playing the text in the car <laughs> and it says, I mean, a man goes to his proctologist. So immediately I'm like, Oh damn it. This is a joke setup. But like the, the, the car is speaking. I'm not going to stop it. And I got Winona in the back. I'm also kind of curious to see where this joke goes. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to play it just the way that me and Win heard it as we're driving to Toronto <laughs> and it interrupts the Taylor Swift. And now Win is totally listening. And this is, this is how it played in my car here. A man goes to his proctologist. The doctor says, Greg, don't get an erection this time. When I put a finger in, the patient says, my name's is not Greg. The doctor says, my name is Greg. 
<laughs> that's good it's he's talking gr- to himself yeah. he gets an erection every time he puts his finger that's on funny. his butt uh, so it, so it slayed it. me I so just got it now <laughs> I was laughing so hard and Wynn could not understand what was so funny because it was just weird and he's yeah. like is he talking about Uncle Greg and I was like I was like no no whatever and then I just wrote back how, how funny it was but anyway long story long it was a great time and that was just a long way of me getting to the point that I was listening to this car on my speakerphone or this <laughs> joke on my speakerphone in the car was she able to pay attention to the game yeah she was pretty good so she's like we've done one game before and it's funny it's like it so that was last year and that one she got through like a, maybe like a half a quarter where she was kind of into it and then she was like can we like walk around a bit or can we go mm-hmm. check that out and then she would come and chill again this time we actually like we got in there we got a bunch of food greg brought some like nice banana bread from like the, the back room or whatever and we got through like almost a whole quarter and a half almost a half time and she was chill and cool mm-hmm. And then she wanted to go check out like the merch thing, which was this whole other funny thing where she wanted this fucking Raptors bear. So me and Greg are standing in this merch space. There's a Raptors bear. And she's like, Daddy, I love it so much. But I'm trying to chat with Greg. He's, you know, we're just yapping or whatever about life and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, but I'm like, you've got too many stuffies and we're just not getting that right now. Like, oh, like it's the end of her life. And I can just see Greg being like, oh, this is why you never fucking have kids. And I'm just like, <laughs> but because I'm like, you know, I've seen mm-hmm. this seen a million times so i'm very calm i'm just like yeah i'm sorry bud and she's like <gasps> sits there hugging the bear like oh and then she's like she'll be quiet and then she'll just be quietly pouting i'm finishing my conversation with greg and i'm like sorry bud like maybe for a birthday she's like well my birthday's so far away i'm like it's two weeks and she's like crying and then we we leave and it's like a bit of a scene and then me greg and her now standing like outside of the merch shop and she keeps like going back in as if she's been separated from like a best friend of a thousand years. I'm like, no dude. And then whatever, we had her birthday party yesterday and uncle Greg came in from Toronto and brought With her the bear, the little bear. With the bear. And she remembered it and she was like, overjoyed almost like happy tears to be reunited are you with worried about her acting skills though she seems to really be putting it on yeah but I think that's all kids I think they all put on a fucking I don't know does Lucy do that stuff put it on she does yeah but she gets she turns it off really quick too yeah yeah mm. yeah I do think it's a a mix of authentic and then like sometimes if I'm washing her hair in the bath she'll be like ah, ah, it hurts I'm like it doesn't hurt she's like ah. <laughs> and then it turns into a maniacal laugh and I'm like what is going on right now you know what's funny I was I've been watching and re-watching and re-watching I think you should leave and I've just come up with the theory that all of Tim Robbins' characters <laughs> are just impressions of His five kids. to eight year olds. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's sure. like every single one is just that. He's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> we can't skip lunch. Yeah. That's just a good drink. insight. Have you ever no, thought of that? 100% because he's very careful to make the person not seem like mentally ill, completely mentally ill. It has a childlike yeah. wonder and anger that you don't feel as bad for laughing you know like, and, you, and like whenever he's like making making excuses it's always uh like a child would make an excuse where there's no real game plan he was just like i don't want to go home it's like why not it's like there's stuff at home i'm scared of yeah. it's like what is it it's like there's stuff there's like an innocent yeah. ah, it's piping hot sir it's not piping hot like he's <laughs> basically doing a, a child he's just doing a child and like you know it, it's, it's like I was you know, the dog ears episode where he's, his mm-hmm. hair is like a dog. And he's like, it's like, you have a girlfriend at home. It's like, yeah, but I want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's just like, and then like, there's that scene at the boardroom when, he, when she, he's um, making, he's like this, like pencils, like an airplane. And mm-hmm. then people are, and then he keeps on making up different um, 
inventing yeah, ideas. Yeah, it's like a little pimp and all yeah, this. Yeah, things. And yeah. They're like, don't encourage his imagination. Yeah. It's <laughs> just good stuff. It's great. But your impression of Winona just reminded me of a Tim Robinson sketch. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. It's, yeah. But it's, it, it is also funny too how parents can be very calm amongst chaos with their children. But like, I used to feel this way when I had buddies, I, I had friends that had kids well before me. And they'd be like screaming or whatever, just having a meltdown as a four-year-old would do. You're kind of like, man, like, why don't you do something about it? And it's like, well, sometimes there's really not much. You take them aside, you chat with them, and then sometimes they can't calm themselves and you just get used to the the rhythms oh, of yeah, that. I know and she wasn't it. being like, it wasn't a full scene in there. Like, the, the, it was fine. She was just like pouting. And then when I would like, you got to put it back. She was like, no, please. And she was fine. But it was like, you know, whatever. I remember I did that once to my Uncle Dave where I was like, I really wanted a toy a plastic gun at like the convenience store. We went there to get a chocolate bar. I was probably like, I don't know, six or something. And I was like, oh, can I please get a toy gun? He's like, no, we're not getting the toy gun. I was like, please. He's like, no. And I was like, please. He's like, if you ask again, he's like, we're going to leave here and not even get the chocolate bar. Oh. I had to try it. I was like, Uncle Dave, please. I remember he just grabbed me by the arm and he walked me right the fuck out wow. of that convenience store. And then I really lost it because now I wasn't getting the chocolate bar either. But I learned a valuable lesson that day. Yeah, I'd be into those those, those lessons. If you ever need Uncle Max to come on in, <laughs> I'll deny him everything. Once I was at a convenience store when I was like five by myself. And oh, five years old, by yeah, yourself. I live right by a Max Milk. I would buy my mom cigarettes at this they convenience store. With notes. <laughs> yeah, with notes. Yeah, yeah. Mikey did this too. Yeah, yeah. Really? And you could be five years old with totally. a note and 10 bucks, hand it to them. They'd read the note. They'd be like, This isn't your handwriting. <laughs> it's almost like the younger you were, the easier it was to yeah. get away with it. And then you just, uh, you know, give it to your mom. But I was at the store. And I was like, No one's going to notice if I just take one penny candy because they used to have candies for one penny. So I go to take it. Then I'm like, no, I can't do this. I'm pacing back and forth. <laughs> and I don't know the guy's got eyes on me the entire time. It's just me and the, the clerk <laughs> in the store. And an hour later of me pacing back and forth, I finally do it. And I just run out with the thing. <laughs> the clerk is waiting at the door already. He knows what I'm doing. Stops me. Called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> the cops came. Stop it. Yes. And my mom's boyfriend at the time was also a police officer. And he came and he pulls out the cuffs like he's going to cuff me. <laughs> I was so traumatized. They were teaching me this big lesson. It made me so freaked out, though, about ever stealing anything. Lesson learned. Yeah, 100%. Have that you stolen since? Intense. I, uh, I'm so like I would only steal from my like I used to take loonies from my sister's purse to play <laughs> video games. Like there was mm. a, a, a movie store around the corner from my house that had Street Fighter. So I'd take loonies and, you know, Have you stolen from, from a store lately? I've never stolen from a no. store or anything. I can't do it. I'm so worried about the police. Yeah. Busting me. You, know, mm -hmm. you it seems like you steal. <laughs> what you're Am acting. I stolen? It feels like I, I probably have. Um, something like, what have I? Oh, I feel like in like university, <clears throat> when we go grocery shopping, Oh, this is what we do. This is bad. Mm. But Ooh. we we do a big grocery shop and sometimes I'd grab something to eat while I was grocery shopping, like I don't know, like a bag of chips or something like that or a chocolate yeah. bar and I'd eat it while we were doing it. But then you uh, pay for it after. No. Oh, okay. You, just you eat it you in the store that and leave. Yeah, yeah. We used to last time I remember stealing like intentionally. But you know what? Like big big grocery stores they got enough money. You seen their profits lately? Killing it. Inflation maybe. We uh we used to go, there's a thing called Midnight Madness at Lamarge Mall. That was uh, always fun. In Hamilton. Yeah. It was always around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, and they would have bins out, which is clothes and fucking everything. And me and my 
little crew of misfits would always go to midnight madness where the mall was packed we would just load up on like clothes go to randy river steal a sweater whoa and then we just all walk out like it late like at the end of the night we all had like four and you never got busted never got caught no wow. it's so crazy they weren't paying attention and it's like you always realize too like these what like some clerk at the mall that's like 14 you're like sir come back with that sweater it's like they don't you know they're yeah. not fighting the good fight you just can fucking leave and honestly I, I really feel for some guys that like work in like a 7-eleven or some convenience stores down here on queen street like that have like a lot of unwell people that are like mm-hmm. rolling through at two in the morning. Yeah. The idea of like piping up and like defending the honor of the store when someone who's like clearly a little unwell is like just stealing stuff. I, there's nothing worth it. It's not going to take it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these, yeah. Any, any staff that like throws their body in the, in defense of the product. What if it's a normal person? Like a guy like you walks mm-hmm. in and you just blatantly like, I'm stealing this. Yeah. Well, then I think you try to yell at me. Sure. Mm hmm. A really funny story you're forgetting like a week ago we were in denver and this is a week ago <laughs> we were in the cvs in denver and these like textbook teenagers that would shoplift are shoplifting all this shit and max is kind of in the double doors about to leave he's already paid and they're running out of time so they just burst through the doors past him and drop some stuff and he picks them up and is like oh you <laughs> You dropped you, your thing. You dropped them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, cool, because I, was, I wasn't really paying attention. So a guy, yeah, someone shuffled out of there quickly and dropped a thing. I'm like, oh, you dropped, dropped something. And then they just kept walking. I'm like, oh, you, you're stealing this. Never mind. Never mind. It's like <laughs> Jim Carrey with the briefcase in oh, Dumb and Dumber. Yes, yeah. You forgot your briefcase, but they left it at the airport <laughs> intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're, you dropped it. No, you're stealing. Never mind. That's great. Yeah. Man, so I don't know. Gal is amazing. Uh, you're back from tour. Shane, what's been going on with you? Well, uh, let's hear about the tour. Nothing's really going on. Me, my no, Nicole, we wrap this up. Story. We've been doing this for an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, cool. how was the tour? Just good or bad? Good. There you go. All right. <laughs> there you have it, folks. You come here for the good inside stuff with the Arkells. You know the tour was? Good. Good. <laughs> Want to wrap it? Yeah, let's wrap it. All right. I, I heard that our uh, our uh, Uber Eats ads went to air Ooh. in the latest uh, episode. I got to mm. listen. Yeah. Well, you probably heard them in this episode too, folks. Love and I it. hope you enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. That is our episode. Uh, thank you so much to Manager Ash. Thank you so much to Nathan Nash, uh, who, by the way, I saw on the weekend because my daughter won a pumpkin carving contest at your bar odds. Yeah, he's killing it. She's yeah. killing it. Everyone's killing it. Yeah, we're all winners. Was the pumpkin really deserving of winning, though, Mike? That's a great question. I think she was just the kid that was there the longest outside of Nathan's kids. And they <laughs> the couldn't give it to Nathan's The pumpkin was kids. the one with the tongue hanging out. Like, like Winnie doesn't listen to this pot, right? No, no, that no. That was not deserving of the number one prize. I th- I think that there's maybe something there. Yeah. <laughs> to what you're suggesting. <laughs> but we still took the basket of like full chocolate bars and all that. Full chocolate yeah, bars. Yeah, she posed for the photos. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, like I said, thank you to Nathan Nash. Thank you to Major Ash. Thank you to the listeners for listening. This was a great hang. Maybe the best. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.